Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Hurricane Isabel, the deadliest and costliest hurricane of the 2003 season, approached the Virginia coast just as the burned body of a woman is discovered. This one from a routine call to a homicide. Detectives are forced to unravel a mystery through the aftermath of a major storm. Hurricane Isabel caused a very wide path of destruction everywhere. It just wiped out neighborhoods. I mean, neighborhoods. Can a group of dedicated investigators find a killer who used powerful winds and rains to conceal his crime? He actually is very much like a wolf in sheep's clothing. You're talking about the perfect storm to get away with a murder. For people from the Outer Banks of North Carolina to Hampton Roads, Virginia, there's one storm that really stood out in the 2003 season, Hurricane Isabel. Isabel formed September 6, 2003. Off the coast of Africa, it became a powerful Cat 5 hurricane moving right across the Atlantic. This was a scary storm that appeared that it was gonna come straight up the coast and be a direct hit on the city of Chesapeake. Although it weakened to a Category 2 hurricane when it made landfall in North Carolina on September 18th, this storm was the costliest, it was the deadliest, and it was the most intense storm of the 2003 season. The storm is tearing down trees, power lines are down, streets are impassable, streets are flooded. 1.8 million people were without power in Virginia alone. It was the largest power outage ever in Virginia's history. As Isabel inches its way toward the East Coast, Everyone in coastal Virginia is preparing for the storm's impact. Isabel remained a major hurricane all the way until it approached North Carolina. Then it encountered wind shear and it reduced its strength to a category two storm. But I mean, this thing still had 100 mile per hour winds with it. This is just incredible. I can't believe how long this is lasting here with this thing. Meteorologists warned the public that powerful winds and storm surge could be catastrophic. Any category storm will make us nervous because when the rain comes, it saturates the ground, so you have a lot of tree falling on homes. It is a real stressful time because we're worried about your loved ones back at home. Going to the grocery store is a big issue. You know, everybody's out there buying crazy because the weatherman has already told them that it's going to be coming and what have you. So it, it creates a little bit of headache and it, and it creates a little bit of anxiety. You're getting power lines knocked down. People are going to be without power. People could be without water for periods of time. 
there's lack of movement, so workplaces are closed, you know, you cannot get anywhere. Um, people are fearful to go out of their home because they're not sure what to expect. So it impacts everything because everything shuts down. The first mandatory evacuations are issued in Hampton, Virginia, and for some in Chesapeake, Norfolk, and Virginia Beach. The weathermen are on TV and they're you know, talking about how bad the storm's gonna be. We were obviously doing everything we could to be prepared for it. It was forecast to be a pretty significant event. I know a lot of people ended up leaving the region and they were trying to outrun the storm. It is a real stressful time. You just don't know what to expect once you get here. But as authorities prepare for Isabel, they never expected to be thrust into a mysterious murder investigation, one that would last more than a decade. As emergency crews are on high alert and sleeping in shifts, 911 operators receive an unexpected call. Nearby residents have spotted a car on fire in the Deep Creek area of Chesapeake. It was reported by a couple that was actually walking their dog. It was kind of odd because of the amount of rain that we've had. How much fire could there really be? Engine 9 from the Chesapeake Fire Department quickly responds to the scene. It was in an area that was pretty well isolated, no, no houses around. The car was fully engulfed in flames. I know when we had stepped off the truck, one of the tires exploded, and that sounds like a shotgun going off. Engine 9 wastes no time putting out the flames. And then the first thing that we always do is pop the hood. We'll start opening the car up to ensure that the fire's fully extinguished. Most of the time, fires usually start in the engine compartment, electrical or some sort of mechanical fuel leak. We check the inside, make sure there's nothing in there out of the ordinary. Firefighters noticed the car must have been burning a long time. It was extensively charred. There was nothing left of the seats. It was down to the metal wire. All of the carpeting inside, it was completely torched from the front to the back. Then I went over and I forced the trunk open and the trunk appeared to be empty. And we were looking around in the trunk just to see if there was anything in there that was still on fire. That's when they realized they're dealing with something much more than a burnt out car. It looked like there was a piece of foam, you know, a, a hunk of foam just up against the taillight section. And I just kind of reached down to pry it away from the back of the thing. When I did that, I seen a leg lift up. So I turned around and I yelled over to the lieutenant who's still standing at the truck. I says, we have a body in here. And his reply was something to the effect of, we have a what? And I says, there's, there's a body in the trunk. And everything changes at that point. Now we all realize that we're in the middle of a crime scene. Firefighters immediately notify the fire marshal and Chesapeake police as the rain and wind from Hurricane Isabel increases. The storm wasn't supposed to make landfall till later on that day, but you have the outer bands of all these storms, so you get a lot of the rain. And we were getting the first bands of it. And the first bands were pretty powerful. Investigators arrive in a downpour and examine the body. I noticed the body was turned toward the back seat of the car. It just didn't look real because it was burned up beyond recognition. 
no one had been reported missing. So they didn't know who it was and they didn't have any information about who it might be. They can tell the victim is most likely female based off of her small size and jewelry that survived the blaze. But more importantly, they may have a way to identify her. They were very lucky the way she was placed in the trunk because it protected her fingers. They were curled underneath her body. So the fire that engulfed the car didn't get to her fingertips. She was able to have fingerprints. While officers run her prints, heavy rains pour down and detectives know they're running out of time. The violent storms were coming. So the winds and the rains were really starting to wreak havoc on the crime scene itself. So here was this car engulfed in flames in the middle of the pouring rain. As Hurricane Isabel approaches land, investigators are in a race against the clock to save important clues that could help them catch a killer. It was almost like you're being pelted with hail. It's raining that hard. There was definitely a sense of urgency to protect all the evidence that they could. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. In September of 2003, Hurricane Isabel heads towards North Carolina and Virginia as a powerful Category 2 hurricane. Days earlier, Isabel was a Category 5 hurricane. This is the strongest category in the Saffir-Simpson scale. We're talking winds 165 miles per hour. But as this thing approached the North Carolina coast, it downgraded to a Category 2, but it still had winds over 100 miles per hour. While Isabel is just hours away from landfall, rains and winds pick up speed as Chesapeake, Virginia firefighters find the burned remains of a woman's body in the trunk of a car. I had not come across anything even close to what we were experiencing that, that morning. It was a shock to say the least. 
As Chesapeake Fire and Homicide investigators examine the body, they know the weather is destroying valuable evidence, and it's not letting up anytime soon. It was almost like you're being pelted with hail. It's raining that hard. There was such a stream of wind. It was just highly impossible to even see what you were doing. Law enforcement now had to make a judgment call. As the longer they were there, the more potential evidence from inside the car was being washed out of the car due to the weather. With every second they waste, their chance of solving this case is growing smaller and smaller. Authorities decide it's best to transfer the vehicle. Rather than take the body out of the trunk of the car, the entire vehicle was moved from that location to the Chesapeake forensic space to be processed. We knew we were going to lose some evidence because the tow truck had to tilt the vehicle to get it up and then to drive it in a torrential downpour. That was another thing. Once the car arrives, the body is transported to the medical examiner's office for an autopsy. Meanwhile, at the crime scene, Chesapeake detectives attempt to search the area for clues in the pouring rain. There was really very little chance of finding anything, any DNA, even on cups or bottles or something that might have been thrown away like cigarettes in that area. Most of the time, you try to search for any footprints, somebody trying to run away or either another vehicle that was used and that couldn't even be used at all to determine. But luckily, investigators do locate the vehicle's license plate on the ground more or less intact. They run it through their database and get a hit. I was able to determine that the car belonged to a Maria Christopher. And when officers run the fingerprints they took from the victim, it's confirmed. The burned body in the trunk is 21-year-old Maria C. Christopher. Born on July 11, 1982, in the North African country of Morocco, Maria entered the world as her home country was in the grips of the Western Sahara War. Maria had moved several places in the Mediterranean growing up, and during that time, her family structure really was not stable. Eventually, Maria was adopted by a woman named Tina Christopher. The pair soon became inseparable. Tina was very devoted to her daughter and had a really close bond with Maria. And Maria loved her mother and was close to her as well. To escape the turmoil, Tina moved Maria to the United States as a young child. With the recommendation of a friend, together they found an apartment in the Western Branch neighborhood of Chesapeake, Virginia. It's escaping the trauma that they've endured. The whole idea of Maria and her mom coming to the U.S. is to have a better life. Maria, now in middle school, finally has a real home. Maria was a very headstrong, free-spirited child, not unlike a lot of children. But when she came to America and lived with Tina, she set up roots here, and that became the first sense of stability in her life. As she entered high school, Maria really blossomed. She was a good student at Western Branch High School. She was smart. She was pretty. She had a, a great personality. She was very interactive with other people, had friends. You know, she was well-known. But after school, Maria wasn't sure what career path she wanted to follow. 
She had not graduated, although she was still working to complete a GED. She was interested in beauty, but it really didn't seem like she had settled on where she wanted to go in life. By 2003, at just 21 years old, Maria was still working things out. And her mother was the one person that really was able to keep her grounded and keep instilling in her a sense of direction for her life. Someone who is in their young 20s, they're just starting to become an adult and trying to figure out the world and who you want to be. But one thing was certain, Maria had a wild, vivacious spirit. When an individual met her, she made a mark upon them. People just thought something great was going to occur because she had such a great spark of life. Now, however, she's been cut down in her prime, her body abandoned in the trunk of a burning car as Hurricane Isabel bears down on Chesapeake, Virginia. Who in the world would have wanted her dead? The fact of the matter is, for someone to go through all of that trouble, they are trying to distance themselves from this crime. It had to have been someone that knew her. But before investigators can figure out who is responsible, they have more pressing matters. Hurricane Isabel made landfall at 1 p.m. on September 18, 2003. Roads were impassable for several days. People's houses were flooded. This entire area just shut down. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.
Police in Chesapeake, Virginia are investigating the murder of 21-year-old Maria Christopher, whose car and body were set aflame just as Hurricane Isabel was hours from making landfall in 2003. We lost a lot of evidence out there in that rain because of the storm. And it's about to get worse. That afternoon, Isabel finally reaches land along the North Carolina shoreline with wind speeds of up to 105 miles per hour, a strong Category 2 hurricane. The winds rotating around the storm can actually help push the water on shore. So at Hampton Roads in Virginia, we had a storm surge of five feet. Over in the Chesapeake Bay, we had storm surge of eight feet. Now this caused major flooding. In fact, it was the largest flood event they've had since 1933. For the next 24 hours, the storm dumps tons of rain over Chesapeake as wild winds rip through the city. You can hear the radio calls out for all the energy companies. The storm is tearing down trees. Power lines are down. Streets are impassable. Streets are flooded and law enforcement is spread thin. There's a more extreme threat to the community and to the area that needs to be addressed. Law enforcement is trying to make sure everyone stays indoors. We're under a state of emergency. It truly was an all hands on deck approach by the city. By the next day, Isabel has weakened to a tropical storm as it makes its way inland. But the damage has been done. I would say the worst effects from Isabel was in Hampton Roads, Virginia. We had 1,000 homes destroyed, over 9,000 homes severely damaged. Unfortunately, we had 10 deaths directly related to the storm's impact. The trees were down because the grounds have gotten so saturated from the rains and the wind that they just fell over. The trees fell over a lot of homes, just trees down everywhere. It shut the entire Tidewater area down, and many of the businesses in that area were closed because there was no power. It just wiped out neighborhoods. I mean neighborhoods. This is going to be a long cleanup mess for us, for the city of Chesapeake. You would never thought something like this could happen in this area. Despite the chaos, Chesapeake detectives are trying their best to continue investigating Maria Christopher's murder. They hold out hope that some amount of evidence may have survived inside Maria's burned-out car, but it may take time. I mean, everybody's trying to check on their people at home, their loved ones at home. I didn't have any power at my house. We didn't have power for like three to four weeks. Detectives are hopeful an autopsy will give them clues. Later that morning, as hurricane cleanup is just beginning, investigators arrive through the chaos for Maria's autopsy. The crime lab has a backup generator, and they was able to do what they're doing. But like getting there was difficult because anybody that knows Norfolk, it floods really bad. Unfortunately, the burning of the body has made it difficult for the medical examiner to establish time of death but she is able to confirm how Maria died. 
Maria was shot in the head in the right temple area at close range, and it appeared to be a through and through shot, but it wasn't instantly fatal. In fact, the Emmy found that Maria had aspirated blood, meaning that she continued to breathe for a while after she was shot. But thankfully, the autopsy reveals that Maria was already dead before the car fire. There was no soot in her lungs. She was not alive when the fire happened. And to me, that was comforting because I didn't want to see this young lady suffer. Investigators now face the difficult task of notifying Maria's mother. The roads were impassable. Trees down blocking entrances to even to the apartment complex where her mama lived. They're trying to conduct an investigation and you can't conduct it thoroughly. While the area struggles to recover in the aftermath of Hurricane Isabel. It was like the whole area was paralyzed. You just couldn't do nothing. Detectives zero in on a person of interest in the murder of Maria Christopher. She was the only one at that time that she was really close with. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Police in Chesapeake, Virginia are investigating the murder of 21-year-old Maria Christopher as the area works to recover from the devastating aftermath of Hurricane Isabel. So across the area, Isabel produced wind gusts at 75 miles per hour. It rose water levels in the Chesapeake and area rivers by several feet. Now, once this thing moved north into western Pennsylvania, it turned extra tropical. But restoration in Hampton Roads, that'd take years. There was police officers that were staying in fire stations. We even brought in uh, people to help us out with debris management. Uh, we had National Guard in some of the stations. We were tripping over people inside of the fire stations as well. 
And so it wasn't just firefighters that was uh, affected by it. It was a, it truly was an all hands on deck approach by the city. We have a storm that has crippled the Tidewater area. Meanwhile, Chesapeake detectives have learned that Maria was shot in the head at close range before her body was found in her burning car. They make their way to her mother's apartment to give her the sad news. They were certainly hopeful that they could find out information from her mother. Through the debris and flooded streets, they finally make it to Tina Christopher's home. And basically, as any parent would be, she was shocked. She just couldn't believe something like this had happened to her daughter and wanted to know why. Tina says Maria was a hairdresser and a spirited young woman. She can't think of anyone who'd want to hurt her. Tina knew that she wasn't working steadily anywhere and that she was doing some part-time things, and she really was just trying to encourage her to move forward. Tina tells police that she last saw her daughter in the afternoon of September 17th when she left for a doctor's appointment. She didn't think anything strange of her not coming home. It seemed that Tina was going through a period with her daughter that you're trying to really protect your children from the world, but you're also trying to let them grow. Tina says she assumed Maria was staying with one of her many friends or her boyfriend, Barry Elliott. She says, I don't know who their friends really are, but she had this one guy that was a truck driver and she was dating him. As soon as investigators hear that Maria had a boyfriend, their suspicions are raised. The gunshot wound appeared to be a close range shot to her head. Couple that with the fact that she'd been placed in a car, taken to this very out of the way location in the middle of a hurricane, and that her body was burned up on purpose. This certainly suggests that whoever committed this offense knew her personally, but also they were trying to hide this crime. Could Maria's boyfriend have murdered her and used a raging storm to help cover his tracks? He became the person of interest because he was the only one at that time that she was really close with. They decide to bring her boyfriend down to the station for questioning. Barry is devastated when he hears the news and confirms that he was extremely close with Maria. If she needed something, all she had to do was pick up the phone and he'd drop whatever he was doing. And she was his confidant. Then he drops a bombshell. They find out that she is an exotic dancer. Now they're unfolding things about Maria that they didn't initially know. She was a dancer at this, this club, these circuits. They go from one place, they go to another. All of that she kept secret from her mother, so it was like she had a secret identity from her mom. For investigators, this information opens up a whole new world of possibilities. The nature of Maria's life would suggest there are a number of potential suspects. The question to ask, were there any patrons that showed an inappropriate amount of interest in her? And detectives get the impression that Barry's relationship with Maria was a one-way street. Could her line of work have put Barry into a jealous rage? 
by her being such a beautiful young lady. I'm sure she was hit on a lot. Maybe she was flirtatious, and maybe he didn't like it. If she's not as interested in him, he could feel the need to retaliate against her or even put her in a position where she may be compromised if he's not getting what he wants. Police are even more disturbed when they learn that Barry lives just a few blocks from where Maria's body was found. But the young man tells a different story. He would go with her at times and serve as a bodyguard. And in that line of work, if he felt she needed a bodyguard, then there were some potential dangers that came along with that, in which he felt the need to be there to protect her and to be there. And it doesn't seem that she opposed to that and knowing what some of those potential dangers may have been. And he claims that he wasn't the only guy in Maria's life. He says Maria had an on and off again relationship with a man by the name of Sean Greer, who was always in and out of her life. Barry says there was something about the 27-year-old he never liked, and police should talk with him. They would want to question if Barry's just saying that to get himself off the hook. But Barry tells detectives that the night Maria was found, he was at one of the gentlemen's clubs where she worked. He gave police an alibi that, of course, had to be checked out. Before they speak with Maria's other boyfriend, detectives pay a visit to the club. Detectives speak with a few of Maria's co-workers, and they confirm that Barry had been there just before Maria's body was discovered, looking for Maria. He loved her. He, he genuinely loved her, and he was devastated by that fact that something happened to his girlfriend. However, the list of potential suspects has just grown substantially. Police learned from her friends that she had a number of male suitors, some she was involved with and some she was not involved with. It was all very complicated to figure out. When asked about Sean Greer, the girls say Maria was seeing Sean too and would visit him at a recording studio in Norfolk called Hot Buddhas. Sean did have a bad boy reputation. He is an aspiring DJ as well and has money and maybe flashy and maybe something that someone, a young girl especially, would want to gravitate towards. It was clear that they didn't have a classic dating relationship. Theirs was more of a fiery chemistry. It was very tumultuous. Therefore, they would be on one day, and maybe the next day they would be off, or there would be some kind of conflict. It was clear that her friends did not think he was good for her because he was not always treating her the way they thought that he should. To investigators, it sounds like a volatile love affair that could have exploded in murder. But to find out, they'll have to talk to Sean Greer themselves. As the city heals from the storm, detectives close in on Maria's killer. He had burns on his hands. They were able to find blood that someone tried to clean up. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Detectives in Chesapeake, Virginia, are investigating the murder of exotic dancer Maria Christopher after Hurricane Isabel consumed the area. Hurricane Isabel uh, caused a, a very wide path of destruction everywhere. While the city continues to recover, Chesapeake detectives want to speak with one of her boyfriends, an up-and-coming rapper named Sean Greer. In the meantime, forensic investigators are finally able to finish scouring the burnt remains of Maria's vehicle, but there isn't much evidence left. The hurricane has wiped up a lot of the evidence that was there, and it's not much that they have to go off of. Yet despite the harsh elements, fire investigators are able to confirm arson. They were able to find some samples in the rear seat floor well area, indicating that some sort of petroleum-based product had been used as an accelerant. On top of that, it's clear that Maria hadn't driven the car to the location where it was found. The driver's seat in the car was pushed all the way back. And that means it must have been a rather tall person who was driving that car to the location. Although it's not much, investigators are pretty sure that Maria was killed somewhere else and then driven to where the car was found. But where? Two days later, Chesapeake detectives arrive at the recording studio of Hot Butters in the neighboring city of Norfolk, looking for Sean Greer. He was known to come in there sometimes so that he could use some of the recording equipment for his own projects. When police arrive, Sean isn't there, but they do speak with two employees and the owner. They say that on Wednesday, September 17th, 
The day before Hurricane Isabel hit, they closed the studio early to prepare for the storm, and they all knew Maria. She had been known to come to the studio at night to see Sean when he was there recording. While talking to them, detectives noticed some repair work in the studio. They went in and they noticed that one particular room had been repainted and recarpeted. When they asked the owner about it, he says that Sean was fixing it up. He said, just Sean just took it upon himself. And he said, what did he care? You know, I'm getting a new room. I've got a new paint, new carpet. You know, it, it is what it is. So all of that became very suspicious. Chesapeake detectives decide to coordinate with the Norfolk Police Department and conduct a search of the studio. While police work on locating Sean, they also apply for search warrants for Maria and Sean's cell phone records. Unfortunately, because of the hurricane, it isn't a quick process. Trying to get phone records and stuff like that was hard because the phone companies had a hard enough problem trying to get the phone lines back up. That same day, Chesapeake and Norfolk police execute a search at the music studio. They focus on the sections of carpet and wall that had recently been renovated. And it doesn't take them long to find something suspicious. They had lifted up some of the floor tiles that had not been taken out and that had not been cleaned. And when they did, they was able to use luminol to come up with uh, blood splatters. They took samples of it. They were able to find out that that was actually blood that someone tried to clean up. On top of that, investigators find what appears to be a recently patched up hole in one wall. The wall had been repainted in an area where there had been a bullet hole. All of this told them something serious had occurred there. Although they never find a weapon, investigators have a feeling they've located where Maria Christopher was killed. They submit their findings to the Virginia Department of Forensic Science for further testing, but it will take months for the evidence to be processed. In the meantime, the Norfolk Police Department takes over the case, and detectives hunt down Sean Greer. The next day, detectives sit down with Sean. The young man freely admits to being romantically involved with Maria, but he denies having anything to do with her murder. Sean Greer admitted that he had been at the studio and he had talked to Maria on the phone, but he had never seen her in person over that night of September 17th into September 18th. In fact, he had left the studio and had returned to his home in Virginia Beach. According to Sean, he hadn't gone into Chesapeake at all. He mentioned that he was with his children's mother for that night. He was involved in several relationships and he had children by multiple women. He was living part of the time with the mother of his two children in Virginia Beach. As far as he was concerned, Maria was just one woman among many, and he'd have no reason to kill her. But just when police are about to let him go, something catches their eye. They noticed on his hands that there were some burn marks, and that was suspicious. And he told them that he'd got him from cooking. That's when Sean became a prime suspect. But police don't have enough to hold him. While they await the results of the forensic analysis, Investigators questioned Sean's girlfriend to see if there's any truth to his alibi. She confirmed it, and she said he had been with her for that night. It appeared she was holding back. She was not being entirely truthful, but she refused to say anything more. 
Investigators are sure Sean is their man, but their hands are tied. Four months later, the results arrive from the forensic lab, and it's as detectives suspected. The blood found at Hot Butters belongs to Maria. Police now know where she was killed, but they are still no closer to proving who did it and why. The more that was learned, the more questions there were. And when the analysis of Maria and Sean's cell phones finally comes in, it's not conclusive. In 2003-2004, all that could be determined was that their cell phones were in a general area that was rather large, so it could include the studio, but it could also include a lot of other locations. There were some conversations that started off in Norfolk, and as they were steadily talking, they were pinging their way through to Chesapeake. But there was no way to know who was actually using the phone. By the following year, the case goes cold. As the case languishes on, will detectives find justice for Maria Christopher? There was no one thing that broke this case. Instead, it was a series of events that happened over time. In 2003, Hurricane Isabel was the most powerful storm to strike Virginia in decades. Isabel is responsible for more than $3.37 billion of damage in Virginia. I mean, if you were to just look at the wind damage and the storm surge damage, we're talking about one of the most significant weather-related events in this region's history. But for investigators in the city of Chesapeake, the storm proved especially destructive by destroying critical evidence in their murder investigation of Maria Christopher. Oh, so much evidence could have been brought forth. And the police force was strained under the chaotic demands of a disaster zone. And it stayed that way for weeks and for weeks and weeks and weeks. We didn't have power and electricity. Yet despite the hurdles caused by the weather, Detectives have managed to hone in on a suspect, amateur rapper Sean Greer. But without solid evidence, there's nothing they can do. Finally, more than a decade after Maria Christopher's murder, the Norfolk Police Department starts a cold case unit and reopens the case. As detectives dig in, they uncover a new witness, a man named Charles Sanderlin. According to Charles, Sean Greer had called him and some other friends on the night of September 17, 2003. He saw Maria's body, and Sean asked them to help in getting rid of the body. Charles says they refused to help and left, but they'd also kept their mouths shut out of loyalty to Sean. Determined to build the strongest case possible this time, investigators follow up on old leads. They revisit the mother of two of his children who gave him an alibi, and she decides to come clean. It was determined that while he had been there on September 17th when the hurricane was approaching, she had gone to sleep with her two children. So in actuality, she couldn't confirm whether or not Sean Greer had been there all night. Both witnesses agreed to testify against Sean. As time passed, eight to 10 years later, Sean didn't have the same influence over these witnesses who had moved on. 
To cover all their bases, investigators also resubmit the cell phone data to the FBI. And with new technology, the data is more conclusive. The investigation placed Sean Greer in a location within a couple of miles of where Maria's body was found the morning of September 18, 2003. Detectives now have what they need to put Sean Greer behind bars. U.S. Marshals track him down in North Carolina. Here's the shocker. Sean Greer had reinvented himself. He had taken up culinary school. He was involved with the ministry. He had yet another relationship and had a child in that relationship. He essentially had cut all ties to his past. But it's not enough for him to hide from the law. In January 2015, Sean Greer is arrested for second-degree murder and one count of the use of a firearm in North Carolina and extradited back to Virginia. Now staring down powerful evidence and multiple eyewitness accounts, Sean agrees to a plea deal. Nine months later, the now 39-year-old pleads guilty to second-degree murder with the use of a firearm. During his sentencing, Sean tells the court an unusual story. Sean stated that he and Maria were playing Russian roulette and they were going back and forth and Maria had the gun and shot herself while playing that game. But for many, Sean's claims sound far-fetched. If it was indeed an accident, then he would have told authorities about it. However, he tried to cover it up. And after killing Maria, Sean obviously hoped the hurricane would help cover his tracks and destroy evidence, and it almost worked. But in the end, it wasn't enough for him to get away with murder. On February 5th, 2016, Sean Greer is sentenced to 43 years in prison. I was still a little bit disappointed. I felt like the desecration of a body like that should have brought more time. Sadly, no matter what the truth is of exactly what happened between Sean and Maria that night, a young woman has lost her life. The one who suffers the most in all of this is Tina. She can never get her daughter back, but justice was found. At least it can bring her some closure. And if it wasn't for Hurricane Isabel, investigators might have had the evidence they needed much sooner. If we didn't have a storm that night, we would solve it in two months, maybe three months. Even up to this date, when you talk about storms, everybody refers back to Isabel. <laughs>